Sarah. What? I watch true crime documentaries the same way some people watch sports. How's that? With a mouthful of food shouting unsolicited advice at that screen. Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> Welcome to our true crime podcast, Reasonable Doubt. I am Sarah. I have a master's degree in criminal justice. And this is Christy, Hello. a social justice warrior. As a reminder, please don't play our podcast around little ones. Our language and gory te- details don't need to be heard by small ears. I can't say details. Anyway, today's podcast is an- another unsolved minisode. It's the death of Kendrick Johnson. I think you've hung out with me too much. Now you're starting to like... I don't know what it is. <laughs> Kendrick Johnson lived with his family in Valdosta, Georgia, and he attended Lowndes High School. His family and friends described him as a sweet and a quiet boy. He was a three-sport athlete and dreamed of one day playing professional football. Professional? What the fuck? What? Professional. No, I got you. I got you. So Kendrick, he was, um, from everything that I read, I don't know how much you read, but he was he was like a solid kid. Yeah, that's what I read too. He, he was like, he had dreams and he was working towards them and he was just this all around great guy. So January 10th, 2013, it began like any other day. He was 17 years old at this point. It was the second day back to school after the Christmas break, and he had a full day of classes scheduled. And then afterwards, he had plans to go to this freshman basketball game that evening. But Kendrick never turned up for his weightlifting class that afternoon, nor did he return home that evening as expected. Um, It was about 9.30 p.m. before his mother, Jackie, became really concerned. Because, like I said, he was a good kid. He would call his mom like, hey, I'm running late, or hey, this is where I'm going, this is who I'm with. Yeah, completely out of character. Um, So Jackie, she, poor thing, drove back and forth between home and the school looking for him, but she found no sign of her son. So Jackie called the police around 12.30 a.m. to report him missing. So on Friday, January 11th, about 10 a.m., a group of students arrived at Lowndes High School for gym class. They filled in the survey given to them by their coach when someone noticed a pair of white socks sticking out of one of several upright, rolled-up wrestling mats that were stored in the corner. What? Describe that to me. Yeah, so these wrestling mats, are obviously, they're usually out on the floor for wrestling, but they had rolled them up and stood them upright, uh, um, kind of in the corner between the gym wall and then the bleachers. Okay. So... They saw a pair of white socks sticking out, and one of the students, wondering how it had ended up there, stood up on the bleachers for a better view. But with absolute horror, they realized that it wasn't just a pair of socks, it was a person. Could you fucking imagine that? No. Oh my god. Not. So their coach Philip, he started frantically like overturning these mats because it wasn't like the first mat in the front. And these are heavy from what I read. Yeah. So he's like moving them out of the way to get to this mat that has the the socks in them. Yeah. Um and while he's doing this, uh he knocks over a shoe and some books to the floor that I guess were so I, I guess I should back up. So these mats, a lot of students would store some of their belongings in there. And I think we'll get to those details a little bit later. But so there's debris getting moved around and he's frantically trying to get to this mat that has a, potentially a student inside of it. Um, while he was doing that, a student called 911. The coach, Philip, he attempted to pull the person out of the mat, but quickly realized that it was just too late. The lifeless body of Kendrick was head down inside this upright, six-foot-high, rolled-up gin mat. And his body was wedged in there so tightly 
um, I mean, his face was swollen beyond recognition. And I want to say that I, I read somewhere it was like a 13 or 16 centimeter diameter. I know, it was um, tiny. And, and yeah, I, I just can't. So police quickly set to work to find out how this could have happened. There were several security cameras dotted around the school and police tracked down and interviewed every student who had visited the gym that Thursday and Friday. From statements and security footage, police could confirm that Kendrick had been to two classes that morning and had walked into the gym at 1.09 p.m. Though there were several cameras in the gym, none could capture Kendrick's last moments. Instead, they show him walking off to the right-hand corner of the gym, the place where the mats were stored. Yeah, and that was something that was really weird, too, because we watched the video yeah. of the police responding, and there were cameras everywhere in that gym but yeah. coincidentally we talk talk about a little bit later about oh camera, okay am i getting yeah, ahead of myself yeah, again cameras. as usual <laughs> so from speaking with the other students the police discovered that some of them like i was trying to mention before i was trying not to get ahead of myself but they use those mats to store their belongings because evidently they have to pay for a locker i don't know what the fuck mm -hmm. that's about because i never had to pay for a locker no, in high school no. And then in the gym, you just, like, brought your own little, like, combo or whatever, and yeah. you just hooked it on. But evidently, you have to pay, which I think is fucked up, because some people can't afford to, which is probably why. Right? They but, use the mats to put uh, their stuff in. So Kendrick and this other student also used to share this pair of shoes. Um, because, you know, like, you want the shoes that don't leave the black marks on, yeah. the, on the, the court. So they would share a pair of shoes. And they would keep them in this mat and then they would take turns wearing them because I guess they didn't go to gym at the same time. And as Sarah said before, these wrestling mats were usually stored on their side, which would allow Kendrick and his friend to just be able to reach in and grab these shoes easily. But over the Christmas break, I, I wonder if like they were cleaning the floors or something no, because they, been, they took no. those mats and they, they put them up vertically up next to the wall. Yeah. So police concluded that in his haste, Kendrick climbed over several vertical mats to reach the one with his shoes instead of moving them out of the way. Unable to tilt the mat, he instead reached down inside and accidentally got stuck. Stuck in the tight space with no way to get out, he suffocated, with the official, official cause of death declared as positional asphyxia and an accidental death. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. His upside-down position caused his lungs to fill, fill with fluid, so he wouldn't have been able to breathe. Additionally, he eventually began to bleed from his facial orifices. What the fuck does that mean? So, it's explained as the blood has nowhere to go, because it's all draining down to his head. So, it starts seeping, essentially, out of his face orifices so his nose nostrils his oh eyes oh my gosh yeah it's it's terrifying. so does that mean that so there's a pool of blood underneath him yeah there's a yeah there is a pool of blood underneath him oh okay so like i kind of said before um going over the mat's dimensions and stuff again so this mat is six feet high um which actually so that that makes me wonder like how did he think he could reach the shoes at the bottom i don't know because six feet high is high yeah so and when rolled up um earlier i said like 13 to 16 inches here's my note say 14 inches so that's 14 inches in diameter at the center that's Jeez. fucking small like my ass can't fit through there and i mean yeah okay he's 17 so he's lean but he's also muscular yeah um when that mat was first unrolled 
he did have one arm stretched above his head. So, like, he was reaching for the shoes, right? Yeah. His other arm is down around his waist, as though he was struggling for his other shoe. It's weird. Um, and he isn't just his socks, right? Yeah. But here's the weird thing. Here is the weird, weird thing. If he was reaching for the shoes, why is there a pair of shoes shoved behind his knees? Like, if I was reaching for something and I had something already in my hands, I would set those aside and then reach yeah. for the object. I wouldn't be holding something with one hand and reaching for something with the other. I know. It's... It just doesn't make sense to me. And then, who? so, like, what, he crawled into it and then somehow tucked his shoes behind his knees? Because that right there screams to me that... He was pushed into it, and then someone was stuffing stuff in after yeah, him. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. Um, and then we were talking about that the the blood at the bottom, mm-hmm. right? So a pair of the shoes that he was reaching for at the bottom, they were sitting on top of the pool of blood. What the fuck? How the fuck? There was no How blood on those shoes. That, no blood. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Um, There was a hoodie and a pair of orange and black gym shoes that were also found lying on the floor of the gym, as well as traces of blood on the wall nearby. And remember, I mean, the coach was like frantically like getting all those mats out of the way. So some stuff was thrown here and there. Mm -hmm. Investigators, they tested that blood and they said it did not belong to Kendrick. So at first I'm like, oh, well, I mean, it's a gym. I I suppose that there's injuries. It just now, because I'm fucking slow, occurred to me that that could have been the blood from the murderer because I don't think this was an accident. They also reported that the blood had likely been there for a long time. Well, well, I guess that defeats my theory there. (laughs) But you know what? Investigators, they didn't take the hoodie or those um, orange and black gym shoes into evidence at all. It just, it makes me so angry when they don't process the scene. I know. And 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 we watched that video. Remember? Of them yeah. responding to to his body, and oh, they they were right. like, it was it was it was so infuriating. Once again, I'm shouting at the screen because <laughs> I couldn't believe like yeah. they would look at one thing and they would like pay a lot of attention to like, oh, this is over here, and I'm like, yeah, but what about there's a shoe? Why why aren't you like videotaping that shoe over there? Yeah. So I think a lot of stuff just didn't get processed because they were like, oh, it was an accident. Mm-hmm. Happened so much. Ugh. So Kendrick's parents were suspicious, as they should be, yeah, of the investigation from the beginning. They believed that the sheriff's department was too quick to rule out foul play as a cause of death, considering that within 24 hours of finding his body, they concluded that it was an accident. Additionally, Georgia state law dictates that the coroner be contacted immediately on the discovery of a body, but the Lowndes County coroner was not notified until six hours later. Which, once again, we're going to have to find that video and post some of it. Yeah, because, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, when the cops, like, show up there, one, there is, like, no sense of urgency whatso-fucking-ever. Yeah. And there well, are... Well, I think at that point, the, the cops had already gone in. I think this is just after the fact that he's going in well, and still. videoing everything. Well, still, there was no coroner there. Yeah, it was an empty well, gym. Yeah, because it was six hours later. It was an empty gym. Yeah. And they walked around Kendrick's body and the gym. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was ridiculous. Um, absolutely ridiculous. So the Johnsons, here's where the story starts really um, taking off, I guess, becoming mysterious, getting more complicated. They suspected that their son had been killed by some fellow students 
Brian and Brandon Bell. Brian and Kendrick, they had been friends for many years, um, but they once had this very public falling out that ended with a scuffle on a school bus about a year or so before Kendrick's death. But according to their friends and classmates, like they had since like made up, um, but they had drifted apart a little since Kendrick had quit the football team. However, at the time of Kendrick's death, Brandon was on a school bus to a wrestling tournament. And I mean, that's a solid alibi because there was dozens of other witnesses that could verify his whereabouts. And then Brian, the other brother, he was captured on CCTV in class on the other side of campus. So those are some pretty airtight alibis. So despite the evidence to the contrary, the Johnsons have continued to assert that the Bell brothers had something to do with Kendrick's death. But they... They have alibis. Yeah, they do. It seems like they have pretty airtight alibis. But they are also the sons of an FBI agent. I love how you're like FBI agent. They theorized that the boys had help in covering up the murder. Oh. So I'm I'm not saying that it's out of the realm of possibility. I mean, the first thing I thought was cover up. So anyway, the Bell household was subject to an early morning raid where the brothers' phones, laptops, and cameras were seized. Well, then hold the fuck up, because if they had airtight alibis, why would the cops be able to get a warrant to do a raid of their home, right? So there Uh, there there must be something. Now that you mention that, there must have been something else, because you can't get a warrant unless you have... Probable cause. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. But police could find no evidence that they had anything to do with Kendrick's death, but the damage to their reputation was severe. Oh, After yeah. a supporter of the Johnsons got in touch with Florida State University, they withdrew their offer of a football scholarship for Brian Ooh, Bell. Oh, shit. That's pretty. Yeah. Um, a judge later ordered the Johnsons to pay the Bell's legal cost, totaling nearly $300,000. Oh, man. Jesus. I, no, does anyone have that kind of money? I don't have that kind of money. So, the Johnsons, um, with the help of the Valdosta Valdosta, Southern Christian Leadership Conference and the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, um, they were able to arrange for a second autopsy to be performed on their son. And good for them. I fucking would have too. Shockingly, um, the autopsy indicated that it was a non-accidental blunt force trauma to the neck oh, near the carotid go. artery. So, which to me, that explains the blood because, oh my gosh, I have, I'm no expert, but bleeding from the face just from being upside down, like that's, this is the first case that I've heard that from. A blunt force trauma leaving a blood pool makes a lot more sense to me. But like I said, I'm in no way a fucking expert. The pathologist concluded that the death death was non-accidental. So I had a question about this. Isn't a pathologist, aren't they the ones that check like the, the, the drug and um, like what chemicals are in blood? Isn't that a pathologist? Uh, I actually don't recall what the exact definition of a pathologist is. Because I'm wondering if they took like samples and found something in his blood. I might have to Google that while we talk. Yeah, right. (laughs) So this autopsy also made another shocking discovery. Uh, Kendrick's body. Brace yourself. Are you ready? Yeah. Everyone in the audience, like all three of you, are you ready? His body had been... Don't laugh at me. You said all three of our audience. Okay. Last I checked, we have about 17 followers. So all 17 of you, hold on. 
because the autopsy, the second autopsy discovered that Kendrick's body was stuffed with newspapers. All of his fucking internal organs from his pelvis to his skull were missing. What the actual fuck? Okay, Chrissy, so I googled it. Oh, thank God. A pathologist is responsible for studying the fluids, tissues, and organs taken from the body. So this would mean that they would also be testing these items for any items such as drugs or alcohol that aren't supposed to be in, in his the, system. In his system. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So in um, on 10th of October 2013, the funeral director reported to CNN that the internal organs had been quote, discarded by the prosecutor before the body was sent back to Valdosta. What? What? The I don't prosecutor? know why a prosecutor would be fucking handling someone's oh my God. organs, but we'll continue. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation claimed that when the body was sent to the funeral home after the first autopsy, Kendrick's organs had been put back inside the body. However, the coroner said that these organs were not sent to the funeral home because they were too decomposed and were instead disposed of what beforehand. What the fuck? Who disposes of anything in, in like a situation like this? I don't know. To fill the void, the funeral home stuffed his body with newspaper, which sounds like that's not a that's best practice. Fuckery. But a subsequent investigation by the Georgia Sec- Secretary of State's office found that the funeral home did not follow, Probably. surprise, surprise, best practice, and that other material was, of course, more acceptable than newspaper. I think pretty much anything is more acceptable than newspaper. So, nonetheless, the investigation cleared the funeral home of any wrongdoing, oh, which absolutely well, blows my mind. Yeah, that... Uh, so, also in October of 2013, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Middle District of Georgia... They announced the federal criminal civil rights investigation into Johnson's death. So, I mean, they interviewed like a hundred people. They scoured through tens of thousands of emails and texts. They reviewed surveillance videos from the high school. They consulted with independent medical examiners. And there's a lot of fuckery in here too, because I don't know if we mention it later on, but I remember reading there was like how was it an hour worth of video that was just missing? Yeah, we're we're coming up on that part and fucking it's, missing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so whatever. In June of 2016, the Justice Department closed the case, stating, "Quote: After extensive investigation into this tragic event, federal investigators determined that there is insufficient evidence to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that someone." Or some group of people will willfully violated Kendrick Johnson's civil rights or committed any other prosecutable federal crime. Accordingly, the investigation into this incident has been closed <sighs> without the filing of federal criminal charges. So, um, as expected, Kendrick's parents would not give up. Fuck no. In 2018, they ordered a third a autopsy third. on Kendrick. This time, they exhumed his body for a second time. This autopsy determined that Kendrick's cause of death was non-accidental, pl- blunt force trauma to the right neck, 
and thorax, which is the body cavity between the neck and the abdomen. Which, like I said, that would explain the bleeding, like, so much more than... Okay, please, I'm sorry. And these findings were not consistent with the initial autopsy that Kendrick had died by, positional asphyxiation. Yeah, no shit. So, as as mentioned earlier, there were surveillance for surveillance cameras throughout the school and the gym, but when the hundreds of hours of video were released, they raised more questions than answers. There were four cameras inside the gym, but only a few collective seconds of Kendrick jogging. Video from the gym was also jumpy. Student intermittent students would intermittently appear and vanish. So Kendrick's parents believed the footage had been purposely corrupted or tampered with. Oh, I feel the same way. Yeah. So a video forensics analyst who is a consultant with the U.S. Justice Department and a contractor with FBI examined video from the 35 cameras inside and outside of the gym. 35? Yeah. And concluded that Johnson's concerns can all be explained, but there was another area of concern. There were at least an hour of missing video from all four cameras inside the gym. Yeah, that's not suspicious at all. No. Um, So on these cameras, Kendrick is seen arriving at school at 7.31 a.m. There is roughly 18 minutes of video of him throughout that day. And then he is last seen walking into the gym at 1.09 p.m. Two cameras in the gym were missing an hour and five minutes of footage. And the other two cameras are missing two hours and ten minutes each. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess right. it's a school. Like, they don't have to have, like, some high... Yeah, they don't have... But, but still, it's just, very suspicious. Yeah. Footage of the area of the gym Kendrick was found rolled up in the mat was either not recorded or not provided from the fucking school district to law enforcement. Kenneth and Jacqueline Johnson filed several lawsuits in 2014 in the pursuit of justice for their son. The first was in February, and it was against the funeral home that handled Kendrick's remains. Well, yeah. It alleged that the home intentionally disposed of their son's organs in an effort to interfere with the investigation into his death. The second was in May, and it was against the school board, alleging they failed to protect Kendrick from bullying, harassment, and discrimination, which they argue led to his death. And finally, is a wrongful death lawsuit against the school administration, claiming their negligence led to his death at the hands of one or more students. Both of the lawsuits against the school alleged Kendrick had been in a fight with another student student, student during a bus trip, and that was the um, the incident that Christine mentioned earlier with the one of the Bell brothers. Yeah. Um, and that that, that was... so that had happened to a trip to a football game about a year before his death. The Johnsons contend that the school board failed to properly investigate the initial altercation or handle it in an appropriate manner, and therefore failed to properly supervise and protect Kendrick from further mistreatment, harassment, including, but not limited to, other assaults and fatal injuries. Yeah. I mean, and I guess that also kind of starts asking the question as to what the school responsibility is for the children. Yeah. But you should at least be able to spend, send your your, huh, your your children to school and think that they're going to be safe. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Okay, so um, after retirement and then returning to the office in 2016... Lowndes County Sheriff Ashley Pollock pledged that if 
um, if he could get all the files from state and federal agencies, that he would go through them and look for discrepancies. After two years of waiting, fucking two yeah, years two of years. waiting, the documents from the federal investigation were finally turned over and Sheriff Pollock officially reopened the case. Catch Pollock, word. Yeah, no, thank God. Right. Pollock um, already had access to the state's evidence from the earlier investigation. April of this year, hey, that no, this is the past, because we're in July, right? Please, for the love of God, tell me we're in July. So, yeah. oh April yeah, April of this year. April of this year. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with me? April of this year, the sheriff's office received 17 filing cabinet boxes of evidence. You know, that's a lot for um, it being an accident. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, including documents and hard drives. Sheriff Pollock said it could take up to six months to go through all this evidence. Um, Quote, this will be the first time anybody's had everybody's evidence in one place. So I'm going to go through every bit of it. If we find a contradiction, we're going to resolve any contradictions or try to, end quote. Good on him. Fucking A. I, we're going to keep a close eye on this case. Yeah. Because we haven't heard any or seen anything in the, you know, the last week or so since we've been Well, I mean, it's going to take a this, long time to get through all it, that. If, if we're going by this timeline of six months, then we're looking at, like, October-ish who knows it could take a Oh, longer. I hope we have an update. That would yeah. be so great. Because yeah. it just, it doesn't add up. I mean, there's so many questions that are left unanswered. Yeah, well, and, and we'll, we'll put pictures of the mats and everything. We're not going to put anything too graphic because there are lots of pictures out there that yeah. you don't want we to just, see. We don't want to continue spreading them because, I mean, it's unfair to the family. Yeah. Oh, all right. So... So thanks for joining us. We love researching, as you could tell, and reporting these true crimes to you. We can't wait to share more true crime. For posts and photos regarding this case, you can find us on Instagram at Unreasonable True Crime, Facebook at True Crime Unreasonable Doubt. You can also follow us on Twitter and TikTok for upcoming episodes. Thank you, guys. That's all for now. Thank you. See you next time.